Hey everybody, welcome to Whiteboard Research, the first solo episode because Dan and Haley are on vacation. I hope they are having a wonderful time and I hope they are enjoying themselves. I hope they don't fall off Niagara Falls. I hope they don't get in any sort of terrible accident. That would be bad. But I hope they're having fun. I hope you're having fun. I hope you're listening to this and enjoying yourself. This is Whiteboard Research, a podcast where I do some research on something that I find interesting and want to share with other human beings. And that's what we're doing. That's why we're all here. I hope you're ready to listen. So we came riding in on MC Frontalot's Power User off of the album Solved. It's a very fun album. I strongly recommend you check it out. But the whole song is about a person who can manipulate things and people. And that's what we're talking about today. We're going to try and make you a power user or help you identify people who think they are. Because we're talking about manipulation which is controlling or influencing a person or a situation cleverly or without conscience. Yeah. A lot of times it's done for not great reasons. Other times it's done for little silly things like, oh, I want a cookie or, oh, I want to go hang out or, oh, I want to be the president of the United States of America. Whatever. Fun little tidbit here. I was doing some Google searching and I wondered what would happen if I just typed in how to manipulate and what auto-suggest would pop up. And it was people, a sociopath, men, and women. When you change it to how to manipulate someone, you get how to manipulate someone to like you, how to manipulate someone's mind, and how to manipulate someone into giving you money. Regardless, when you really think about it, everybody is constantly manipulating and getting manipulated it's a weird world we live in where a lot of it is just the rhetoric of trying to make someone do something for you and we all do it and you, you can't say we don't and you can't say you haven't been manipulated and you can't say you haven't given puppy dog eyes to someone to get something that you wanted because that would be a bold-faced lie now what i'm about to discuss could technically be used to help you manipulate other people I'm constantly thinking I'm saying manipulate wrong. Just a side note. But this really isn't to help you manipulate other people. This is to help you learn when other people are manipulating you. Because one thing that I've learned through living my wonderful life is it feels really dirty to be manipulated. But it feels really good to call someone out on trying to manipulate you. I broke these up as I went through into three different areas of manipulation because I think there's a subtlety that comes to some of these and as you go further and further into bigger manipulations, bigger Ocean's Eleven style plots of moral thievery, they're just bigger and better and more noticeable. So to begin with, I'm going to talk about some subtle manipulations. These are the ones that are less likely to be noticed, so if you're being tricky or you think someone's being tricky, watch out for these. And they are more emotional than some of the other ones. Well, there, there are some heavy hitters in the heavy hitter category of manipulation that play on your emotions and your fun stuff. I won't spoil it. <laughs> but these are subtle emotional triggers and keys to get you to go along with what someone wants. It's less an immediate get exactly what you want. It's more to get you to be conditioned to do what someone else wants. It's a long con type game. This is 
office space stealing a penny off the top every day or whatever. So the first one I'm going to discuss is called priming or assigning a title or assigning a conditional. This is what you do when you go up to someone and you're like, hey, buddy. And they look at you and they're like, I never knew he thought of me like a buddy. Well, I, I guess he's my buddy if I'm his. You, you simply call someone what you want they what you want they be call someone what you want they be 1-800 what you want they be but okay if you want someone to take a role or a position you just tell them that's what they are the example I used is a perfect one because it's, it's a good way to make friends if you want someone to be your friend call them a friend it's amazing how easy it is to just get someone's mind to go along with something because we like to have titles as human beings we like to have positions we like to know where we fit in and if you can tell someone what that is then they're way more likely to go along with it than just trying to fall into it and find it this also works as a n n emotional primer gotta get those articles right otherwise i'll have some oh i'll have some bad days ahead of me Oh. This kind of thing has happened to a lot of people. It happens a l it happens to me almost every day because I have a very sad looking face. When someone wants to emotionally assign you condition, and I think this is the slightly more evil version of priming, someone can say the good old standby, Hey, are you doing okay? You don't look too good. They're telling you that you look bad, sad, downtrodden, defeated, whatever you take from that, but they are emotionally priming you to feel shitty. So this now becomes a, oh, I, I thought I was happy. Is there a reason I shouldn't be? And again, that emotionally creates a stepping stone for them into your life. If they want to get something out of you, they can promise a happy reward. If they think you're sad and want to make you happy, they can do it that way too, although people rarely do. People are like train wrecks. We like to watch them when they're bad, sad, and destructive. Both of these and any sort of variant of the priming be begins the introduction tone of whatever the manipulator wants it to be. So that allows them to already get some rapport with the manipulatee. I need a shorter word for those. I, I'll think. I'll work on it. I'll throw them out there. I'll see how I feel. Now, in setting the tone, you don't only have just what is assigned. You also have to consider, as the manipulator, the tour, how your body language and your emotions fit into this situation. Have you ever noticed, because I know I have, is if you stand a certain way, people often... If they're interested in what you're saying, or want to seem interested, mirror the, the way your body looks. If you cross your arms, they might cross your arms. This is mirroring. It's pretty hard to call it anything else, because I'm not creative. That was my toe cracking, in case you heard it. I'm playing with my toes like a baby, if you want to mirror that. But mirroring is a simple, simple thing that you can do, and this is actually 
probably in my mind the most positive manipulation technique because it simply says I am interested in what you're interested in right now I am on the same level as you are in a positive trying to make friends way this is really great because it says oh they're open to what I'm saying in a manipulative way in a tour's mind it says we're on the same level so I can ask you for something or we're on the same level so I can know where to step above it it shows a linkage between people but it doesn't only have to be physical a lot of these manipulation techniques roll into the emotional just as well as they do the physical if someone is happy and you start to be happy around them again they'll think hey they're on the same page we're both happy people I like the cut of their jib all that mirroring really does is it just says we're alike you and I and that opens up a whole new world of manipulation because people are way more open to things that they are familiar with and if you're acting like they are then they're familiar with you Finally, the third subtle manipulation that I want to run into is the intellectual jargon manipulation or the confusion. This happens a lot in the business setting. And I'm sure people have tried to do it to you, and I'm sure you've heard a lot about it in the past few months with the current political climate of the world. All this simply is is someone offhandedly trying to be incredibly smart and using confusing words, topics, ideas to throw you off your game. The other two I really appreciate as a tool to develop as a human being and become more empathetic. The intellectual one, I think, is just evil, is not great. Because instead of finding the level playing field, the tour knocks the T, the manipulate T. Yeah, tour and T, that's what I'm going to go with. I will mess that up but I will do my best. The tour can knock off the T from whatever level playing ground they had, and it's a lot easier to control someone when they're below you. This is where you go from mirroring someone to find where they're at and then knocking them down intellectually. And a lot of the times it doesn't have to be that they're actually smarter than you. They just have to sound smarter. People don't like to seem stupid, no one does. It's not cool. You feel sad. You feel bad. So you're either going to be knocked off your guard or you're going to agree with whatever they say because you want to feel uh, smart. Imagine some air quotes around that grunt. But these three, I think, are all really subtle ways that people can manipulate you and you're not paying much attention to what people's body language is you're usually just looking at butts all day just looking at butts everybody's got butts hitting those s's on butts really hard too i like it got butts all on those but okay enough butts although you could say butts are the middle ground of the body which is the next section we're going for because i think there's a nice middle section that has a couple really powerful ones and one really really terrible one that a lot of people probably specifically women are familiar with i don't like it 
I don't like it much, but we'll, we'll, we'll put that one at the end of this section. So the first one that I absolutely adore, which I think is another really positive manipulation tool, which someone does this, look at it as a sign of, oh, they want me to like them more. Uh, and go from there, live your life, do your dream. I call this the Ben Franklin method. Anyone who's listened to the Cracked podcast or redcracked.com has probably heard of this. But if you haven't, it's simply asking someone for a small, useful favor. It's not a hard thing to do, and it can be something that you don't really need. But it then creates a role for them to fill. And not only do they get to feel happy being in a role, they also like have this person now, you, the manipulator, the tour, the T now has you in essentially a miniature life debt. You owe them something, so they're going to keep you around. It's a nice give and take, and I think it's probably the most positive manipulation method, method that can be used for both people's gain. It's, it's great. I love it. Ask your friend to borrow a book. Ask your friend to borrow a dollar. It creates just a more... Mutually beneficial destruction, MBD, it's like MAD, but positive. But I, I, I love this one. It makes me warm and fuzzy. It's, it's like, oh, Ben Franklin, you were boning people, but you also wanted the rest of us to know how to find true love. Oh, okay. So the next one where it gets a little weird is, uh, I just decided to call it the awkward haggle. This is kind of a used car salesman teak. Teak? Tech. Oh, I'm shortening too many things. Technique. But off in Bizarro World. This is where you haggle, and the normal method of this is you start with a ridiculously high number of money or ridiculously uh, difficult to complete request. That is the normal haggle. That is a manipulation technique, but it's one that everybody knows. So what you do instead is you go with an unusual request. Let's say you ask someone, Hey, can you go take care of my grandmother? She's, uh, she's thirsty and she needs some water. So if you could just run by her house, fill up her gerbil water hamster bowl thing, you know, just the normal one grandma's have. <laughs> That'd be great. It's not a thing people would normally agree to or normally understand. But now they're really caught off guard. So they're going to say no to that, probably. And then you followed up with, Oh, well, if I can't get you to do that, can I at least get you to, you know, stop and pick me up some McDonald's? Because I, I got to go do that then. So now they know the, the... Oh, goodness, I'm confusing my mind. So now, as the manipulatee, the T, 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 has in their mind that you have this unusual thing you have to do. They aren't going to do it but you're still asking for their help with a much simpler request, and they already denied you once. So now this creates a almost guilt sort of confusion. Guilt fusion. Guilt. Where they say no, and then they want to say yes, because people prefer to say yes, apparently. I don't know. But it also shows the T... Hey, well, at least I'm not doing that stupid thing the Tor is doing. That's a dumb thing. 
and it it's just weird. I, I I've never quite understood the awkward hackle because I say no to everything. No. Nope. No. No. I don't want to do this next one, but it is there and it is common, and I'm sure a lot of people have heard about it by now because it is a uh, pickup artist tool. Hopefully, you could hear the quotes in the air that I had around that. So, this is a manipulation t technique, a teep, called negging, aka be an asshole. It's often used by pickup artists on men and women they're interested in. And all it really is, is being an asshole to someone. So picture the scenario. There's a tea at the bar, whatever your preferred gender is. And there's a tour, whatever you think the, the tour would look like. And they're walking up to the tea and they're like, Hey, you're uh, pretty brave wearing those horizontal stripes out. Now, the tour has done a weird thing. They have said a compliment and an insult. So they have both brought down the confidence of someone and then at the same time attributed a confidence booster to them. So they're saying, you should feel bad, but I can make you feel better type of mindset. It's, it's so dumb. I have so many times where I just wrote, it's dumb doing this. Because this just is a really despicable thing that it is someone preying on the most weak part of a human body, which is their self-confidence. Maybe that's just me. Maybe, maybe you're all very confident, beautiful people. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you might be. I don't know. I don't know you. I probably do. But this don't. Don't be that asshole that does this. Because all it is is saying, I deserve to be on the pedestal above you, so I'm going to shit down on you. But if you come and let me, you know, abuse you as a human being, I guess I'll treat you all right, maybe. You don't know. I'm going to still poop on you more, because that's it's a method of gaining control. And big manipulators like to be in big control. This is the one that I, I would strongly say if you ever think anyone is doing this to you, never talk to them again. They're, they're a bad person. I, I have strong feelings about this. So finally, now that I got that vitriol out of me, it's time to only get worse. So these are the big ones. These are the ones that are like power plays. The... The Tokyo Drifts, I don't know if that was a power play of a movie, but I really like saying Tokyo Drift of manipulation. They're big, they're flashy, you've seen them on TV. They're evil. They're, they're also just evil. Once you, you get to a particular point where it's hard to not have an evil manipulation technique. But here we are. So the first one that I'm going to go over is just inciting fear. This one, I'm not going to name any names, but it's a popular one right now. Basically, instead of 
letting someone develop an emotional response. You are taking control of whatever emotion they have. So you could say something like, If we don't get $500, Nazis will blow down the door to the veteran's home. Oh, that that was really weird. I don't I don't like that one. Um how about how about how about if you don't buy me a baconator, I'll die of a heart attack. Oh, that's ah uh, regardless, you say something that makes someone afraid of what will happen. Then if you're looking to bump into that and go even further to make them almost indebted to the tour you provide relief. So once you terrify them and say, I don't know, we shouldn't allow refugees because they'll kill people in. Oh, that was a weird sentence. But then you say, I'll build a wall. Keep everyone out. Now you've got these people in a confused state that are looking for an answer and you provided what could be an answer. I'd rather not, but nonetheless, it is a weird, give them a feeling and then take that away, but you replace it with what you want them to think. And this just builds a mindset that you can build and build and build upon because they get used to this Pavlov effect of you providing relief, but they never stop to look at where the fear is coming from. If, if you notice someone making you afraid of things, telling you not to do things, like a normal human being would, then maybe think think about if they're providing the relief from the fear they give you too, cause that's that's a that's an important thing to think about. Yeah, uh, this this is making me more sad than I thought it would. Oh oh well, oh well. There's one more. Well, there's two more. But okay okay. The next one plays again into the same emotional balance of a human being. I just politely called this one the make them feel like shit method. This one goes out strongly to all my religious folks and friends out there. It's the guilt and pity system. If you make someone feel guilty for something, they're more likely to try and Remove that guilt by doing something you want them to do. Because you're the one who pointed out the guilt. You're obviously the one that can remove the guilt. It's not it's not how it works. Don't don't be don't don't believe. Don't don't do it. But it's another simple give and take system where they make you feel guilty about something you've done, or they make you pity something that has happened to the tour. So it it could be like, oh, I have to drive three hours to work every day. Or it could be, you know, you really should be saving up your money because bad times are, are, are going to be on you soon after you spend it all on those quesadillas. I'm, I'm bad at making people feel guilty. I've dealt with being guilty feeling a lot, raised Catholic, whoop, whoop. But nonetheless, it is an aggressive emotional primer. So it's taking the simple, subtle, hey, are you alright? To, you're a piece of shit, and you should feel bad about it. 
putting people in these emotionally vulnerable mindsets makes them vulnerable and then they can be manipulated so again another reason if if someone's treating you like shit don't let them get get away from there go on get out of here don't let them old yellow your your happiness but nonetheless at the end of this i decided to describe what i call the full monty aka the steamroller aka don't give them time to think aka the used car salesman Think about it like this. You walk into a used car lot and you see the used car salesman there. They always have a scummy reputation. You'll wonder why. Well, it's because they're combining multiple manipulation methods to get to you. You walk up in that car and they're like, Hey, friend, how are you doing today? You're looking all right? You're looking happy? You're in, in the mood for a brand new car? And you're like, Oh, I, I, I am. I am all those things, friend. And they're like, Well, why don't you come on down? We got the most excellent new cars over here. We're going to show you all the top qualifications and all the... The wonderful things we got over here now, I'm saying new, but they're used, but they're lightly used. They're practically like new. Talking fast, not giving you time to think, and you're just blown away. Well, I mean, if he's saying they're, if they're, if he's saying they're almost like new, then they must almost be like new, right? He's, uh, to a degree going along the intellectual route because he is presenting himself as an expert. Someone who knows what he's talking about. And then he's just going to keep on going, and he's going to roll with that, and he's going to say, oh... Let me show you this car over here. I know, I know what type of man you are. You are a man looking for a fast sports car, right? <laughs> you know, I, I had a car like this once. All she was a beaut. And it's just this high energy thing where they're constantly assigning you emotions and they keep going and they keep talking and they keep confusing. And it's exhausting. It's a real exhausting thing. If you've ever talked to a car salesman, used or otherwise, it fucking feels like they're rolling you over with a steamroller. The used car salesman method, I like to think of as the exhaustion. Because it just wears out the tea. They build all these small, subtle techniques, along with throwing in a few bigger ones, where they might start with a weird, awkward thing to throw in there and make you think, oh, well, I don't want that. Start with a weird car you know you don't want. And work down from there and say, well, he must be thinking about what I want now because he wasn't thinking about it before. He's combining all these little manipulation techniques, which... I did want to point out via this that they can still be terrible and you should still watch out for them. And he's just throwing them at you one after one after one after one. And if you get hit with enough ping pong balls, you're going to start getting really tired of getting hit by ping pong balls. Forest. So, stop getting hit by ping pong balls. But it breaks the tea down and leaves them way more vulnerable because you just want to get out of the situation. Again, if you've ever talked to a car salesman, that's what they're like. If you ever talked to a lot of retail salespeople, they're, air quotes, good at their job. That's uh, probably what they're going to be like. Because everyone's trying to manipulate you all the time. And that's the way of the world. But that's really all we got here, folks, today. Without my lovely, wonderful buddies, I figured I would put out a little small episode, make sure that... Uh, I get some content out there for you to listen to and wonder and enjoy about. Otherwise, I'd just like you to all just be honest, wonderful human beings and don't manipulate other people. And if you're bored and looking to come out to an improv show, we got some Steel City Improv Theater coming up in the next few weeks. 
I, if you found this, you probably follow me on Facebook. So look there. Look there for the dates. I'll share them. I always do. It's annoying. I know it. But I'm going to manipulate you into going to them. Yeah. Use my deep voice. Otherwise, I'd like to thank anyone and everyone who is out there listening because I really appreciate it. I think there's maybe three people now. I download it myself, so that doesn't count. But if you like it, share it. Rate it on iTunes. I don't know if that helps, but it can't hurt, right? Unless you rate it poorly. But I'd rather you didn't. I just, you know, life's been so hard and you're just, you're so high. Okay, that's enough of that. Thank you again for listening. This has been Whiteboard Research mini episode, solo episode, John David episode. Thank you and come again. I stare you down from in front of your terminal where I'm sitting on the power